What's up, y'all? I got a dance deal for you, Chicago. Hubbard Street Dance heats up the Harris Theater stage with its spring series of joy next week. Now, this is some of the most dynamic, cutting-edge contemporary dance made by the world's leading choreographers right here in Chicago. I'm excited for Echoes of Our Ancestors by Maria Torres, among other creators. But you can only catch it for three performances between May 17th and May 19th. Luckily, CityCast Chicago listeners can get tickets in any section for 20% off using code CityCast online or over the phone. Visit HubbardStreetDance.com for details and use code CityCast. Before we get started, we need to know, what's your New Year's resolution this year? It could be for Chicago or personal. We're putting together an episode and we want you to leave a voicemail at 773-780-0246. You can find the number in the show notes. Leave your name, your neighborhood, and your New Year's resolution. We want as many voices as possible in the episode. All right, back to your regularly scheduled program. Today on CityCast Chicago, we've got updates on the Bally's Casino, questions about NASCAR in the streets, and will new finds actually keep bike lanes clearer? All that and more with my guest today, WBEZ's Taylor Faye and lead producer Carrie Shepard and us through the conversation. It's Friday, December 16th. I'm Jacoby Cochran, and this... City Cash Chicago. Well, I'm excited to have both of y'all here today. Y'all know we love these Friday shows because we talk about the, the stories that matter to, to the people who we bring on. But today, uh, I'm going to be one of those guests, and Carrie is going to to play host chair as we move through this conversation. But before we get into the stories, uh, C-Money got a little bit of a, a cocktail chatter question for us. Carrie, what's your question this morning? I do. We're closing out 2022. We're getting geared up for 2023. And I want to know each of your New Year's resolutions can be personal. It can be what you want the city to do as a Chicagoan. Lay it on me. Taylor, you start. Uh, I'm a big plant person. Like, I have plants all over my apartment. And I see in the background there. You don't even see half of it. (laughs) But what I really want to get into is gardening. Uh, And so there's a master gardener course next year that I really want to take and get into community gardening, be able to go around to different neighborhoods, help folks start their own, educate people. So that's my that is my New Year's resolution. That's awesome, Taylor. That's so good. That's Do you have a community garden in your neighborhood where you live? Jacoby, do we have a community garden? <laughs> I don't think. Oh, you're in High Park, too. I knew too. you were going to do that. I, I don't. Do that. Not really. Yeah, no, I mean, funny. do we? Uh, I imagine there are some beautiful spaces in the High Park area that could use a master gardener, whether it's a community garden, whether it's a local park. I know there's space uh, for people who love to be outdoors and be in nature. Uh, Jacoby, how about you? What's your what's your New Year's resolution? So I have been saying New Year's resolutions for a couple of years. So I think I'm going into this one with a few. Uh, but the one Chicago New Year's resolution I got is I need to get this kayaking the Chicago River thing out the way. I've been telling myself for the last seven years that as soon as it looks nice outside, as soon as it even feels good, I'm going to get out there and I'm going to just I'm going to get over my fear because I've been kayaking one time and I flipped the kayak in the middle of uh, Skinny Atlas out in upstate New York. And um, I had to like swim and drag the kayak back the entire time. And it sucked. So I'm going to face my fears this year and call it what it is. 
uh, and get out there on one of them kayaks and, and hit the Chicago River. So that's that's my my you New Year's this. resolution. I, I think I don't. Good. But, you know, I appreciate the support. <laughs> I think I don't. But no. We'll keep supporting you. Don't worry. Okay. Awesome. Um, uh, my quick one is, I mean, I have a few, but for Chicago is every year I say I'm going to spend more time in every neighborhood and at least like maybe once a weekend pick a restaurant in every neighborhood. Now that I'm not a reporter, I get to see, you know, fewer neighborhoods than I, than I could, but we did, I do with this job. So, um, I want to spend more time in all of our many beautiful, wonderful neighborhoods and not just get sucked into spending it in my own. So nice. here we go, 2023, let's do it. Come on. You guys know the drill and CityCast listeners probably know the drill, but just in case, we'll remind you, we're going to go through a top story of the week, Jacoby and Taylor's top stories, a story that they think needs a little more attention and hype. And then, of course, CityCast Chicago signature, our good news. Taylor, start us off. What is your big story you want to talk about this week? Yeah, so the big story I want to talk about this week is uh, the deal that Mayor Lori Lightfoot has made with NASCAR. So last summer, Mayor Lori Lightfoot announced that she signed a three-year deal with NASCAR. And so for three years on July 1st and 2nd, the streets around Grant Park, the museum campus, and Michigan Avenue will be turned into a 2.2-mile NASCAR race course. Uh, And so for context that most of us probably don't need, downtown Chicago is a very unconventional place to host a pop-up NASCAR track. Uh, But like this unconventional approach is being done like really deliberately. So NASCAR is trying to get younger, more diverse crowds into the sport. And so this is one of their last sort of mm. Hail Marys to get those audiences. Um, they tried to move their annual waste to uh, Chicagoland Speedway and Juliet, but people just were not traveling. And so they, they, weren't feeling they were it. not feeling it. So they were like, if we can't incentivize younger folks to go out there, we're just going to bring it to you. And so that is what they're doing uh, in downtown Chicago for three years under this newly signed contract. Uh, So that's NASCAR's reason for wanting to come to Chicago. What is Lori Lightfoot's reason for accepting this proposal? It's a great question. Uh, And one that a lot of folks are trying to figure out. Um, So any theories? According to a spokesperson for the mayor, uh, it is supposed to bring in like $100 million in, in tourism and construction. Uh, but a lot of city, city council members are pushing back and saying that the cost of cleanup and increased security um, and the fact that like the permit fee NASCAR is paying the city is relatively small. Folks aren't convinced that this initiative is actually going to bring in any money at all for the city. Right, right. Are you, Taylor, are you, you see, I mean, this may just be your great research skills. Are you familiar with NASCAR enough to know, kind of like you said, that NASCAR's trying to bring in these younger audiences? Do you follow NASCAR? Absolutely not. I'm I'm, I'm one of the target <laughs> audiences they're trying to reach, right. and they, they have not been successful. They're trying to bring us okay. in, but this week, both WBEZ and Crane Chicago, like, uh, painted some really strong pictures of what's happening right now. Crane's really focused yeah. on NASCAR side of things. Like, what are they trying to do? And like Taylor said, let's be real. They don't have the same level of clout, especially in like a, a you know, urban center like Chicago. And so, you know, the mayor 
pushing this through during the summer in which the city was going so crazy about all of these street race takeovers. Right, right. The timing is so odd. Right. It it felt not only very hypocritical, but then there was a lack of transparency. It felt like the deal was pushed through. And, you know, older people came out and said they didn't see the contract. By the time it was signed, they didn't have clear numbers. And, you know, if I'm given the benefit of the doubt, my brother right now is playing Need for Speed Unbound, the newest video game in this series. And it, the the setting is based on Chicago. So when I'm watching him play, I'm like, I you know, Fast and the Furious moving through Grant Park, turning on Columbus Drive, a little, a little yeah. pissed off before they got to make that quick pivot on Balboa. Like, it sounds cool in theory. On a video game? Yeah. <laughs> But, but we don't live in a video game and we don't live in theory and shutting down downtown for even a few more weeks when we already got major street festivals when we already got major music festivals when this is the time when museums are worried about how this is going to impact them when residents downtown are worried about the influx of noise <clears throat> it just doesn't seem like the mayor moved through this with any more like uh like sense of how who this will impact versus like this is going to look really good for me and, yeah. and and that that that's kind of what uh this reeks of and so you know if people are willing to pay the 269 dollars or 465 dollars for the the reserve seating in the two-day passes Expensive. you know you know uh, where more, does more the power seating even go there's just like they're like what yeah okay we don't we, we i mean I'll go they're expecting the they're expecting up to a hundred thousand people that's what i have that same Damn. question where 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 are they gonna go this is a good segue into your story, Jacoby, because it also makes me think, like, is Mary Lori Lightfoot in a constant battle to bring Indianans, Indiana <laughs> residents to Chicago? I think of the <laughs> I think of NASCAR. I think of the, you know, the Indy 500. And now Jacoby also, when I think of Indiana, I think a lot of people, if they want to gamble and they want to go to a casino, they cross on over to Indiana. Mm-hmm. So, Jacoby, what is your top story? But I think very similar to Taylor's story with the Bally's Casino update, it's another one of these major developments, major things that's happening in the city that it's easy to say, look at all this money, all this commerce, all these jobs, all this momentum coming to Chicago. But the question people keep asking is like, well, who really wants this? Right. Who really wants NASCAR in the middle of the street? Who really wants a one point seven billion dollar casino on River West? Uh, And the answer right now is, of course, city council, because they approve zoning uh, changes to allow Bally's to build their casino and entertainment district, which includes a four thousand gaming stations, a five hundred room hotel, a three thousand seat theater, 11 restaurants, a a river walk and a park. And this is this is basically uh, the city's last like move in towards the regulatory process. Now we'll head to the Illinois Gaming Board. Uh, but we've been following this story since it was approved in May. And again, very similar to the NASCAR, there's this feeling across the city. And maybe people are, you know, you know, piling on the mayor because she is the mayor and that's easy to do. But I remember this process going through and the mayor seemed like she had named a committee to talk all things casino. And then she was like, nah, I kind of made my choice. Right. And so you remember when they had like leaked that Bally was, was going to get it. And she came out and was like, actually, yeah. we have not made that decision. We haven't. And then like a day right. later showed up with like PowerPoints and like whole three board science project, like a uh, science fair board. Politicians got to right. control the exactly. narrative, man. And so, that's, their, that's what they and do. And so it's very clear that we are on like a fast track to having uh, Bally's uh, Casino opening up in River West. But, 
you know, I, I'm just really concerned about, you know, it's, it's not just lack of transparency. There, there seems to be a pushing through that's taking place in Chicago right now, whether it's the casino, you know, I mean, the presidential center went through years of fight, but that always felt like a done deal, regardless of what people in South Shore said. Right. Yeah. The casino yeah. always felt like a done deal, regardless of what people in River West said. You hit it like decades and decades. Mayors have been since Mayor Daley, Mayor M, Richard M. have been fighting for this and Illinois legislators stood in the way. But Jacoby, you bring up a really good point that I feel like we are sort of like raises our cynicism as journalists is like, wait, you had these public forums. You got this public comment and feedback. Where did that go? What'd you do with that? You just filed it away because it didn't seem to inform any of the decision and it, here. And and they did they did get rid of the they were gonna put a like an outside theater that could seat a bunch of people and they got rid of that. You're right, fair. They have made some they have made some amendments. Taylor, real quick before we move on, you're gonna hit up that Bally's casino. Nah. I'm glad she ain't asked me, G, I, I'm gonna say all this. I'm gonna get rid of it. Was fine. Hey. <laughs> I'm a spot. Just one time, just to check for research purposes. You know what I'm saying? Like just for research. Yeah, to check yeah. it out. That's it. Yep. You can't be a Chicagoan and not check out every new thing, right? Yeah, there you go. Uh, for the one time, for the one time, I might pop in, spend the room, bring my $50 when it's gone, I'm out. Hey, that's one thing I love about myself. I will walk into a casino with $25. Well, I'm not going to get no more. When it's gone, same, it's gone. And it's same, always gone same. in like two hands. When a blackjack, I'm done. Yeah, Jacoby and Taylor both see my wardrobe. If I'm going to throw down some cash, I better get something for it, like a new pair of shoes. I am not just throwing money out for nothing. Are you self-conscious about your smile? Do you only allow yourself a closed mouth grin? Well, with Aligner Experts, there's no reason for you to diminish your smile. As orthodontists, they have the privilege of witnessing the remarkable transformation of patient smiles, which often translates into a profound boost in their confidence. Yet, there always seems to be a deterrent. I ain't got the time, I don't have the funds. Luckily, Aligner Experts is redefining convenient and accessible clear aligner solutions. With customizable treatments, transparent pricing, and their cutting edge 3D scanners and dental monitoring technology, you can transform your smile through the convenience of your own schedule. Stop in at their West Loop or Lakeview Clinic today for your complimentary smile assessment. Aligner Experts, your destination for advanced clear aligner solutions. P.S. They got another clinic on the way, so stay tuned for their Old Town location. Here we go, Taylor, back to you. We're going to do a story you want to shed a little extra light on that you don't think has gotten the intention it deserves. So my story is about uh, an ordinance that was approved by Chicago City Council on uh, Wednesday, December 14th. So the measure is from Alderman Andre Vasquez, and it increases the fine for blocking bike lanes. Mm. Uh, the fine used to be $150, and now it's 250 and you're getting hit with that find whether the violation resulted in a collision or not. Mm. Um, which I think is, I think this is great. Um, I and think you mean anything, for drivers, cars blocking bike lanes, right? For cars yeah. that are blocking. Yes, Got exactly. It. For cars that are blocking bike, bike, bike lanes. Which we see all um, the time. Yeah. All the time. 
Um, in fact, I was on my way. I was biking a couple of days ago, and there was a car that was blocking the bike lane. Uh, and he got off on the out on the driver's side. Just opened up his door, just in an obscene mm. way, just unnecessarily, just fully opened up his door. Mm. And if I wasn't paying attention, I would have flipped over it. Oh God, uh, that's so. Scary. And of course, you know, I make the comment. I said, "Hey, you need to watch your door." And he says, "Hey, you need to watch where you're going." Uh, and I don't bring that up to be petty, but I I, I do think that like when we don't. Um, and you all have had advocates on who have talked about the importance of like designing cities and streets for people and not for cars. Um, and I do think like those sort of cultural attitudes around like if you're on a bike, if you're walking, like you are in my way. Like if you're not a car, I don't respect it. I, right. I do think is indicative of Such kind of how point. we structurally have set up our cities. Yeah. Um, you're in my way. I'm not in your way. Right. Exactly. Yeah. I'm so I'm, the car is supposed to be here, not you, the biker. Um, and we know like those sort of attitudes. So like in Chicago in in just June, uh, four children who are either walking or biking were killed by cars. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And all these deaths are very tragic. But one story that got a lot of attention was Lily Grace Shambrook. Um, she's a three year old who died in Uptown this summer when her mother was attempting to navigate around a Comet truck that was blocking a, a bike lane. Oh, terrible. Yeah. Taylor, are you, what kind of biker are you? Do you commute to work on bike? Are you a recreational biker? Is that your main form of transportation? I have a car, uh, but I am a recreational biker. I luckily live in a neighborhood that's walkable in Hyde Park, so I walk quite a bit. Um, And then I I ride my bike around. Do you think this extra fine, extra $100, do you think it's going to make a difference? I don't know. I mean, maybe... I, I think I think that I just appreciate that folks are thinking about this. Um, and I think it's a step yeah. in the right direction yeah. that we're a, at least attempting to make um, make the streets safer for bikers and for pedestrians. I think we really maybe not just in Chicago, I think nationwide, but I really think we need to be the city that like pilots income based fines mm. because mm. when you just put a fine on something and it is just this. You know, it doesn't impact all us the same. $250 is not a universal thing. And so for somebody who can afford to block the bike lane, essentially, it costs $250. Like a business who has truck, a lot of trucks delivering goods. They're like, pay it, go, move on. That's the the kind of the cost of doing business. And and Taylor, you mentioned those advocates we talked to. We recently talked to Kyle and Mike from Better Street Chicago. And one of the things they kept saying, Chicago has to build into all of these infrastructure projects. The Obama Presidential Center should have better bike lanes. Y'all just spent mm-hmm. all this time construction, right? Anything around Bally's should have better bike lanes. NASCAR should leave downtown better and safer for people on bikes. Anytime you're doing construction, you know, Cal and Mike say you should be considering how to move forward with a stronger infrastructure that focuses on people. Yep. We need a comprehensive plan. This cannot be a ward by ward decision making process. And I'm glad that they're considering fines, but. Again, $250 to me is not the same $250 to somebody else. Lots of people bike because it is the affordable, accessible way for them to get to work. A car is expensive. Gas is expensive. Insurance is expensive. Jacoby, what you got for a story you want to highlight? We have covered labor initiatives in Chicago all year. And one of the most vocal, outspoken, and I think, uh, you know, I think properly hyped is the union workers who've been organizing at Starbucks locations around the country, around the Chicagoland area and right here in the city. Uh, And today, 
uh, workers at four of the union stores in Chicago are going to be striking in solidarity for the double down strike, which is a nationwide unfair labor practices strike uh, by Starbucks employees. Uh, and if you read the stories over the last few months, there are so many claims of unfair labor practices from mm. uh, cutting hours, from sending in high level executives into individual Starbucks locations to intimidate all the way up to if a store is unionized like a store up in Edgewater, they're like we close you. You're done. Mm -hmm. You're done, son. We've seen, obviously, for generations, the like stripping away of union and labor powers. But I think we're in a moment right now where people are realizing the value of unions, are realizing the importance of collective bargaining, of collective action. And I'd argue that Chicago is in many ways leading that. Our teachers union is one of the strongest unions, right? Mm -hmm. The, the mm -hmm. Starbucks unions in Chicago, the Amazon workers who have been working to, to work in SEIU. collaboration. SEIU, we have huge. Right? Uh, SEIU. Yeah, ask me, yeah. We covered El Milagro workers coming together to be like enough is enough and so i think the the pressure that we see uh individuals empl employees uh, union groups uh in chicago the pressure that they're trying to leverage uh, especially against something as powerful as starbucks here in chicago we yeah. know a starbucks pop-up gentrification on the way so a symbol with that much cultural salience has to be held accountable it it, it has to be <laughs> Okay. All right. Now, you know what time it is. Come on, go ahead and warm up, Carrie. I'm I'm ready for it. If you need me to jump in, I got you. No, go, sit back, sit back. Let like it's Carrie's it time to shine. Let's do it. Come on. Sit back. Did you say simmer down. It's Carrie's time to shine. Let her, let let her cook. Let her work. Taylor, you're awesome. Okay. Um, <laughs> it is that time. Some time for some good news oh you hit that that was gorgeous i couldn't do it gorgeous you well, couldn't have. we'll never get that we'll never get that like vibrato, I, that, 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 oh. that note i'm like i can't get there i mean <laughs> there's a little run right? in there <laughs> right <laughs> taylor as our esteemed guest and friend please start us out what is your good news going into the weekend my good news is uh, there are two days left to see this exhibit that's really beautiful. Um, it's at the Southside Art Center. It's called Nine Artists, Nine Months, Nine Perspectives. Nice. I saw, um, Southside Community Art Center. Um, yeah? That Southside? Yes, yes. Nice. Nice. Awesome. Um, and this exhibition features work created by nine Black women artists. Uh, and they're from this collective called uh, Dandelion Black Women Artists. Um, and, and they describe this exhibition as inspired by the continuous struggle, struggle for health, social and economic welfare of marginalized people during COVID-19. Mm. The lack of response from the federal government and the political allyship of social political gra grassroots movements like Black Lives Matter. Uh, it's a really beautiful exhibition and awesome. it ends on Saturday, December 17th. So you should go check it out. The Southside Community Arts Center, awesome, in Bronzeville on Mich South Michigan. It is the oldest african-american art center in the u.s a chicago historic landmark it's so cool there and they do some super cool exhibits and that's so cool taylor you talked about them because we don't talk about them enough so thank you for bringing up that exhibit i think i saw that a while ago and like everything i was like well i've got a long time to go to it well not anymore there is <laughs> it closes tomorrow <laughs> so yeah, i'm gonna have to pop up before before it ends tomorrow 
Yes, nice. Uh, Jacoby, what is your good news? Some good news. Why would you do that? Because I got to get the people through the weekend, Taylor. Don't be questioning my my methods, (laughs) right? Uh, I've made it very clear to people I don't really like surprises. They low-key freak me out, but I'm trying to work on that and deal with that uh, in in my own ways. Uh, But it is basically the 20-year anniversary of one of the best surprises of my entire life when my parents packed my brother and my sister up in the car and just started driving. Growing up on the South Side, I was not familiar with why we were on the highway for so long. I had never gone to O'Hare, but everything said we were going to O'Hare, so I was very confused. When they pull off the highway into the parking lot for the All-State Arena, and they surprise us with tickets to WWE SmackDown, complete with custom posters that my stepfather at the time made that night. My siblings and I saw Brock Lesnar's debut. We saw The Undertaker and we saw The Rock and Stone Cold Steve Austin. And then when it played on Thursday and we watched it, excited to see if our sign made it, it did. On TV? It did. On TV. Uh, it did. did. The sign. My, my stepfather is an artiste. I say all this because SmackDown is back in Chicago at the Allstate Arena tonight. And I'm taking my older brother, Josh, who is still one of the biggest pro wrestling fans I know. You know, we're in our 30s now, and it's one of the quickest things that, like, pushes us back into our childhood. Um, And we get to acknowledge the tribal chief, Roman Reigns, the number one wrestler on the planet right now, and his family, the bloodline. So me and my bro going to get Usi tonight at the All-State Arena. Uh, You know, so so shout out to the WWE. That is a freaking fantastic surprise parents of the year for that that's so awesome how old were you wait 20 years ago so you were like 10 11 so it was it it happened so it was december of 2001 okay and so i would have been 10 years old at the time okay. maybe 11 years old at the 10 or 11 mm-hmm. that's so nice carrie lee producer carrie shepherd what's your some good news for the city cast folks today Well, I feel like this is going to be a very holiday weekend for me and starting with the highlight that I'm going to see Jacoby, producer Simone Alisea, newsletter editor Sydney Madden, other our marketing crew from CityCast. Uh, We are all meeting up today at Chris Kindle Market and we're going to do the Wrigleyville one. I know we're going to buck tradition. And do the Wrigleyville one because downtown is a little nuts in terms of crowded. Uh, so maybe drink some Glog if I'm feeling better and get one of those get one of those uh, mugs. Tomorrow we're going to see It's a Wonderful Life at the Music Box, the annual viewing of It's a Wonderful Life, which it does bring up memories because my dad really loved Aww. It's a Wonderful Life and we watched it growing up. So that will be fun. So a very holiday weekend that I'm looking forward to, but Chris Kindle Market with my crew, definitely the highlight. Lead producer Carrie Shepard, I appreciate you sitting in the host chair to kind of move us through this conversation today. Uh, and of course, we got to give a special shout out to our guest, WBEZ's Taylor Faye Nazon. Thank you for coming through. You did fantastic. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks, Jacoby. Thanks, Taylor. Before I let you go, you know I got to thank the people who make CityCast Chicago possible. 
That's lead producer Carrie Shepard, who you heard from today. Producer Simone Alisea, our fantastic newsletter writer and editor Sydney Madden, our entire team back at headquarters, the people who make the music we love, all the kimonos, Sam Thousand, and Mark Greenberg of the Mayfair Workshop. Of course, my last and most important thank you is for you, the people who make City Cash Chicago possible, not because you make the show, but because you listen to it. We're grateful. I'm going to be here on Monday. Hope you'll join me. Peace. Some good news. Maybe get your your, your, your pipes warmed up, uh, Taylor, because uh, you, you got to sing some good news before you deliver it. I thought, I thought, Car- no, I thought Carrie was going to sing it. We all got to sing it. Because usually you sing it, you sing it for the guests. So I thought, I thought Carrie was going to go ahead. And- yeah, Taylor knows no. the stuff. She's a yeah, Carrie got it. I, I, I tried to just be like, no, everyone <laughs> sings it. She was like, I listen to the show. Not every day. <laughs> Good you you be singing for them. Yeah. You do it three times. Not you introduce way. it, you sing, and then eat in front of each guest. Let's, so. let's get this started. <laughs>